Thank you for joining the podcast. I do realize there are so many options available and the fact that you chose to listen to this podcast means a lot to me. My name is Sharon Feckety. I am the host of the Dr. Whisperer Show. I am also the founder of the Dr. Whisperer. So basically, I am the Dr. Whisperer. We are going to navigate through the business of medicine together. We're going to feature some doctors, some healthcare attorneys, some patients, some practice managers, people that will help you navigate through this industry. So thanks for joining us. If you are enjoying the podcast and you think somebody else could benefit from it, share it with them or write a review or both. Thanks again. 2021, we're coming for you and we're going to get through this together. Hello, and welcome to the show. So today, uh, we are doing one of our episodes where I am discussing some helpful tips as we navigate through business in the medical industry. And honoring Mental Health Month, which is May, we will be talking about mental health in the workplace, one of my favorite things to talk about. So... As I have navigated my own life in the medical industry, I have definitely seen a need to continue or carry on or start conversations surrounding mental health. So Mental Health Month, fantastic time to talk about mental health in the workplace. It's always a good time, in my opinion, to talk about mental health because that is what starts us off every day is our brains. So how we are treating our brains is how we are going to succeed in life, in my humble opinion. Very, very important to me. So if you are watching this video on Facebook Watch, you see my book is featured here, The Broken Road to Mental Health. If you're listening, it's on Audible if you want to take a listen. And at the end of every chapter, I have a business parallel to my own Um, recovery journey, and then a business tip. And in my second book that I'm currently writing, started in uh, the beginning of the panorama, uh, back in April of 2020, I am doing a companion book to The Broken Road to Mental Health. It's a daily reflection. And of course, there are business tips in there. Because what I realized, and one of the reasons that I wrote my own book Uh, was there was not enough conversations about human resources. So HR, um, I don't know. It's a brand that doesn't always have a lot of great backing to it, doesn't have a a lot of support. It's such an important role in the workplace. Um, You see more HR reps, directors in big corporations Small businesses, typically a manager will be the HR rep or in my world in the medical industry, sometimes it's the doctor. So we have to, um, we have to teach people about how to deal with others in the workplace when it comes to mental health. So as I always take a pause before I do these shows, when it's one-on-one, when I'm interviewing somebody, I don't even need to think about what's going to happen because I love having conversations with people that join me on the show. But when I think about what I'm going to say to you, it's very, very important to me to be as authentic as possible and not have a script. Because for myself, I find that when I'm looking at bullet points, um, I'm not 
I'm not talking to you from the heart. And I think that what, you know, touches the heart is most important. So however I share with you today, that is what I want to do. I want to, I want to speak to your hearts um, and I want to connect with you. So there are many, many things when it comes to mental health in the workplace that I'd like to get to today. But most importantly, you know, I bring up HR because hiring is such a huge piece of this world of mental health in the workplace. So I get asked, and I'm so grateful, and I hope to continue speaking at events now that we're opening back up. I'm hoping to do one in person. I've done a few, um, I think I did four virtually um, through the panorama. I refuse to call it that name anymore. You know the one I'm talking about, but fully vaccinated. I just want to throw that in. Okay, how exciting. And I feel great. I was a little tired yesterday after my second shot of Moderna, but I feel great. So I'm very, very thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, healthcare workers. Thank you. Thank you, scientists. Thank you. Okay, I, I digress. So hiring, all right? I want to start at the beginning. When I have gone in or go in now more virtually than ever to a practice, a medical practice that I am working with, I always want to meet the staff. And the same goes for when I'm asked to speak at a company, like um, uh, the city of Largo asked me to come and speak about hospitality, customer service, but I wanted to speak to the staff. Now there's a lot of people that work for the city of Largo. So I met with mostly like the management team. Um, some of, you know, some of the employees that were not in management, but mostly like a leadership team. So I want to get feedback. I want to hear what's going on. I want to hear what I can do. So when I am speaking to you, I know that I'm speaking to the audience and how I can um, help shift maybe some of the conversations that are being had in the workplace. So when it comes to hiring in the parallel of, um, I was just thinking, like, I think I started to say something before about my book. One of the reasons that I wrote my book was because I was in business for seven years on my own. It was six at the time. I think I'm eight years now. It doesn't matter. I saw more businesses affected by mental health, mental illness, addiction, and so little knowledge surrounding what can be done to help your workforce that it was really one of those things that catapulted me to write this very vulnerable book. I never, ever, 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 never, ever, ever had it in my mindset that I was going to write a book about being sober and how I was addicted and, and homeless and blacked out and moved to Detroit, Michigan, never in a million years. And I know a lot of people were very, very shocked to read that because they only knew me in business, right? Just, I was 21 when I got sober. So it's been a long time. I'm 48 now. I'm very proud of that. So anyway, I started to really see what was happening, you know, like, why is there such dysfunction? Why is there such turnover? Why, why don't people have true candid conversations in the workplace? And then they end up leaving jobs because they don't feel like they were thanked or they don't feel like their contribution mattered. So I always start with hiring because the person that is making that hiring decision is really, really important, right? And I don't think many people realize what goes into hiring. Um, 
a lot of people are just put in that position and they think, oh yeah, no, I'm good with people. So I'm going to be great at hiring. What's such a crock of shit. It's so not the truth. I have made my own mistakes and I have been hiring for 20 plus years now. So I think if you are to really, really make a change in your workplace, place, excuse me, when it comes to mental health, you really need to look at your hiring practices. So what I have seen through the years is many people that are hiring are not qualified to do that. Um, I'm going to be completely candid with you. I just got a text message before I started recording asking me a question about hiring from a medical practice that really makes me pause. Uh, 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 I won't, I can't, uh, yeah, okay, I can't, I can't tell you what it is. But really, it's, it's, it's not good. If this person is managing this medical practice and talking about hiring somebody and doesn't know the answer to the question that they're asking me, that's a problem. Okay, so let's go. Let's continue. Hiring is so important. Who is doing your hiring? And if it is an HR rep, if it is a big um, company where you can afford to have a human resource director or manager... Are they just there to do policies and procedures, the handbook, um, the employee health benefits, or are they the ones that people go to when they're in crisis? Because if they are the ones that people go to when they are in crisis, which uh, if you want to look back on the last year, I'm going to go with, there's been a lot of crisis, everybody, for a thousand, Okay. I have to change my joke. I always used to say for a thousand Alex and poor Alex Trebek has passed away. We've had a tough time over the last year. We even lost Alex Trebek. So I really, really think whoever is pinpointing somebody to do the hiring, think about who they are as a human being. Do they have great personal relationships in their own lives? Are they suffering from their own crisis? Are they trying to work things out within themselves and then they're gonna bring somebody on into your organization that's going to lead or whatever it is, whatever the role is. It is such an important role. I cannot stress it enough. So whoever is doing your hiring is a very important person at your office. And if you are smart and use a recruiting company which I highly recommend, and it don't have to be me because the truth is I don't like doing it. I don't get paid enough to be tortured by trying to get a good human being to come into your organization. (gasps) So hiring is really important. What resources do you have for people that are in crisis? What are they? Do you have an EAP, an employee assistance program? Do you have a resource for somebody who has just lost somebody and is grieving, who has lost a child? I mean, we just celebrated Mother's Day. There are a lot of mothers out there today that are not happy because maybe they have lost a child. What resources do you have to help those people? Okay, somebody's addicted. In in the practice that I ran for eight years, there was um, a time that somebody was abusing drugs on the job. It was brought to my attention. And thank goodness, because I'm a sober woman, 
And I know that there is a big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that has a chapter called Two Employers. I went back, I read the chapter, I got our EAP, I hooked this person up with. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review or share it with somebody you know and care about that would benefit from listening. But more importantly, if you are thinking about advertising your business in the year 2021, sponsoring a podcast is major. 44% of people pay more attention to advertising on podcasts than any other media. And 37% agree that advertising on a podcast is actually the best way to reach them. 70% have considered a new product or service after hearing an ad on a podcast. And I'm one of those people. And this is all according to Edison Research. Don't believe me, believe the research. So if you're interested in sponsoring, give us a shout. Some counseling sessions. She stayed on the job for a while longer. And... It was helpful. You know, that person actually was, you know, being abused. There was domestic violence in the house. So what resources do you have to help somebody? When you find out somebody suffers from depression or anxiety or has had an addiction or whatever it has been, are you judging them? Because you know what happens when the finger is pointing at you. They be three fingers pointing back at yourself. So... We really have to incorporate some more humanness into this workplace of ours. My goodness. If you see somebody today that is suffering from an ailment, do you use that against them in their job? Now, this is, this is I'm going to hip you to a little something, so come a little closer. The people that I speak to after I speak at a mental health event tell me all the things wrong that's happening in their companies. And I am like, what? You don't feel safe. You don't feel like you could share that you are having an episode of depression and that you need to have a day off so you could go seek some outside help because you're afraid that you're not going to get that promotion. You're afraid that you're not going to get that job or you're afraid to call in sick and you're not actually physically sick, but oh my God, you just suffered something terrible in your life, but you're afraid you People are so afraid at work. Makes me pause. Okay. We need to get more educated about resources. So whatever community that you are in, you know that there's a a resource out there called 211 that everybody can dial. In every single organization, I just literally had the police department run through my brain. How many suicides do we have to see? in police departments. It's not just the ones here in Tampa Bay. It's all over the place. The suicide rate for police officers is so high. The suicide rate for physicians is extremely high. The suicide rate for attorneys is extremely high. Addiction, overdoses, opioid crisis, it goes on. And if we don't start, can you see how like passionate I am about this? Or can you hear it if you're listening? It really stirs me up. It's, it's happening. It's too much. So we really need to take this time, especially during this mental health month, and carry it through for eternity. There should not, well, I'm glad there's a mental health month 
because it gives us an opportunity to have more open, candid conversations. If you have somebody with lived experience like myself who has gone on to work out all of the issues that I had and now can speak to people about, you know, what helped me, um, where I got help from a psychiatrist and then therapy. I have therapy today. Now this show is airing on Monday, but this is Friday that I'm recording it. I'm going to go see my, my therapist, Sam, at 3 p.m. in St. Petersburg. Berg, I am fully excited about every therapy appointment I have, and I have no problem sharing it because the only way to normalize mental health is to talk about it. I, I'm feeling good today. Feeling good. Like I should. Feeling blessed. Never stressed. Didn't think you were going to get a little song there, did you? But that's how good I'm feeling. I feel great. I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, the world is reopening. You know, it's a gorgeous day here in Tampa Bay today. It's Mother's Day weekend. I'm going to spend the weekend with my mom. We're going to go to a hotel in the Hilton and Clearwater Beach. I'm excited. There's nothing wrong. I'm going to my therapist for prevention. Why wait until you're in a crisis to get help? And I've been able to talk about past trauma and all the things that I've gone through during this panorama. It's wonderful. So therapy actually works, people. Okay, I digress. So an EAP counselor. If you're a company that can't afford EAP counselors, I get it. Can we talk about some of the apps that are available? All right, let's forget about even the apps or spending any money. Here's what you can do, employers. Have meetings with your team. Okay, right now, one of the biggest conversations that I'm having is people entering back into the workforce after working from home for over a year. Some people don't understand why they have to come back to the office because they've been able to figure out a way to do it remotely for a year. And they have felt very comfortable working from home. They get to walk their dog during lunchtime. Maybe they get to see their husband like I do some days during lunchtime when we're on the same schedule. He works for UPS. It's lovely. You can work from outside some natural light coming in. Um, there's so many things that we can do remotely. Now, that said, not everybody feels that way. There are people that have said to me, I can't wait to get back. I, oh my God, like I'm dying for human connection. Great. Not everybody's like that. So that's why I say emotional intelligence, self-awareness really, really has to be applied in the workforce. So we need to have these meetings or discussions, whatever you want to call it, about what's happening now in the world. So I've ha I can't, I still can't believe all the conversation I've had with friends and business colleagues when I've asked them. So, you know, when you came back to work, did they have like a discussion about, you know, how are you and how have you been? And we realized that this is a slow integration back into the world. And are you feeling anxiety? Uh, you know, I was on the phone coaching one of my psychiatry practices, they're booked out. They're booked out. They, nobody can get an appointment right now until I think end of June. I mean, that's great for them for business. It's not great for the patients. People need help today. We need to be way more conscious of this. We need to have open conversations. And it really doesn't have to be anything but, hey guys, we just want to get together and break bread with you. 
and we want to talk about how we're feeling. How do you feel coming back? How did you feel working remotely? What can we do? Instead of making the decision of, you know, maybe we'll do a hybrid model or maybe you'll come back two days a week or three days a week or whatever it is. How about you ask the people you employ for some feedback? They'll tell you if you ask them with no judgments. You have to say it. You have to say, listen, we're just trying to get a sense of how everybody's feeling. We want to do right by our staff. How are you guys doing? How would you feel about coming back four days a week instead of five or five days a week, or maybe Mondays you work from home? What is the, how does it feel to you? Maybe we can do something individualized. I'm telling you, if you're not having those conversations right now, you're doing yourself and your staff an injustice because everybody's talking, just go on TikTok. See how many videos are being made about it. It's incredible. So having communication with your staff about anything that is happening. If you decide to fire an employee that has been there for two years, don't pretend it hasn't happened. Tell the staff. You don't have to tell them why, but you can maybe just say, you know what, it hasn't really worked out. We have other uh, visions for our business that can't be met by this employee and they're moving on to brighter pastures and we're thrilled for them and we want to support them. But don't pretend it didn't happen because this is what goes on around the office. So, you know, that whole closed door policy that you say is open door, <laughs> please open that door. Have a Zoom meeting with everybody. Don't force people to share, obviously. Make something anonymous. Tell them that they can, you know, fill out a survey. There's so many great options on, um, I think it's called like Survey Monkey, something like that, something with a monkey. I call my dog Monkey. He's laying right next to me. All right, so mental health in the workplace. We need to have some more conversations. Um, what is your policy right now with mental health benefits? Do you have mental health benefits at your company? Have you, um, have you shared your own vulnerability with somebody? Not everybody's comfortable with that. Not everybody want, not everybody's out there as I am. I get it. I don't expect anybody to, but do you realize how many people you could help if you decided to share some of maybe things in your life that weren't so great, how much that would help somebody else? But sometimes when you're the leader or you're the boss, people look at you, you know, like you're some type of hero. And uh, we're all just human beings trying to get by. You know, and we've all gone through a tremendous time over this last year, some more than others. A lot more have had it a lot worse than I have. That is for damn sure. So really, during this time, we really need to take into account what people have gone through, through this panorama, and how we can be better employers, how we can be better managers, how we could be better leaders. Because without these great human beings that show up to do work for you every day, we wouldn't be able to have a business. So I would highly encourage you, if um, you need help, you can reach out to me. 100% happy to come in and talk to you all about mental health in the workplace. I've done it many times and plan on doing it more. It's very, very important. You know, those conversations that you're having with your team is everything. People will stay with you 
for many, many years if you give them a safe space to share and be who they are and have some compassion. Compassionate leadership is the way to go today, people. So um, anyway, I hope you all had a great Mother's Day. Happy belated Mother's Day to all of you. Y'all wouldn't be here without the women, so just saying. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in.